0: Love Talk Radio. Time to get in the game. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you out there that listen to American Tennis and just pass on Christmas blessings and wishes to everybody that you know, your family and everyone else. And praise the Lord for this time of year, right? I mean, this is a fantastic time of year uh it's time to get close to our families and to you know and just do those things that we don't slow down to do every day of our lives we just get going too fast don't we the daggone cell phones and I a friend of mine told me uh today actually I was out taking a walk and he talked to me he says we are human doings not human beings now we just do 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 and it is so so true but uh Hey, listen, it's Christmas time, and uh, I'm hoping to have a program next week, but it'll be the day after Christmas. And folks, please, please, please keep my my wife's mother in your prayers, Grandma Betsy. Grandma Betsy is struggling right now, but uh, boy, what faith she has. We love her so much, and she is just so much peace, just the most wonderful human being ever. And she's at a tough, tough time, and uh, so is the family. But please keep your prayers coming. And I just want to start the program out by saying that as we count our blessings one by one by one by one. Because, folks, none of us get out of here alive, do we? None of us. And uh, But please, thanks for keeping Grandma Betsy in your prayers and my family, our family, and your family, and, and uh, just Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Diamond hunters, not rhinestone shoppers. Well, I think that those uh, words there might say a bunch. But, um, you know, uh, diamonds versus rhinestone versus cubic zirconiums that we are producing now so much. The analogy is great. My mother was famous for loaded language, very famous. Don't take any wood nickels as we hit the back door every day. Soap is cheap, books are free, never be dirty or dumb as we hit the back door every day. Love many, trust few, paddle your own canoe. Whoa, as we hit the door each day, but probably the best loaded language I have ever heard. And I use this and quote this often, and um, is that the world promises us buckets of rhinestones, but God gives us the chance to make one diamond with our life. And uh, I'll tell you what, um, my mother-in-law, Betsy, has made a diamond with her life, uh, the way she has helped so many people and done so many wonderful things. <clears throat> and um, so I'm You know I'm dedicating this program To her And to Christmas time And to all of our loved ones But I wanted to think I was thinking about the best message I could give to anybody out there If you listen to our programs now American Tennis What a blessing to be on for the last six Six years now coming up But to be able to say what I need to say, say when I want to say it, not having a censor, not having being living in the United States of America and being able to say the things we want to say, whether people like it or not. How good is that? How good is that? If you squeak, if you know, squeaky wheel gets you off, squeaks too loud, it gets removed, Mama used to say, another loaded language. But the point is, is finding that balance when speaking out and trying to help American tennis, trying to help youngsters, trying to help you as parents, trying to help coaches, trying to just pass on those things that matter. But uh, the diamond hunters are what we want to be, not rhinestone shoppers. Not rhinestone shoppers. Another quote, Mr. Bill Tim. And, uh, golly, I hope he gets to listen to my program one day. But Bill Tim, I remember where I was in Dallas at the National Indoors sitting in bleachers with him, and he said, everybody knows the price of everything, but very few know the value of anything. And I, what powerful words. These are things, this loaded language that we hang on to our whole lives. I want to talk about being a diamond hunter today, being a diamond hunter. As we go through life, no, none of us get out of here alive. So while our job is to do is to maximize our God given potential, to become everything that God meant for us to be. Be to to maximize our potential. Through work, through hard work, through sweat, and the reason hard work and sweat matter so much is that it leaves an impression upon us that we will not forget. It leaves us with a message that is cut to our heart and our soul that we do not forget anything easy that we get it's not that it 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 doesn't matter but it just doesn't mean as much that's the point so those messages those messages diamonds are made through time through pressure and and our our chance to make one diamond with our life is so incredibly important, and we want to pass on those diamonds. I'm passing on what I can here to you, your your youngsters that you work with, today. But I wanted to say this quick analogy about diamond hunting. Actually, in 1820, my good friend uh, Ashley Hobson, Mr. Mornay Hobson, they're South Africans, and one other South African told me actually that, you know, South Africa was settled about eighteen twenty. The British went there as one of their colonial provinces or whatever. And they they were there for like twenty some year, 20 nearly twenty five years before they even discovered diamonds and that it was a diamond rich place. But the point was made to me that in South Africa by this guy lived there, that the kids actually used to not know what the diamonds were. They they'd be playing marbles with them sometime or playing They were just a little bit shiny stones, but they're very rough cut, and you've got to know what the heck they are. So the value of even seeing one when it's there in a diamond field, you might be in a diamond field and you don't see it. I work at a fantastic place, the Citadel. It's fantastic. I tell my players every day of your life, be a diamond hunter. Every day of your life, there are people here that have been through so many ups and downs and trials and tribulations and War and peace and so many things. There are so many people that you just want to hang on to what they have. There's so many diamonds there for you to just pick up if you'll just see them. Well, a lot of times the youngsters look at them like marbles or rocks. They don't recognize actually what they are. They don't understand this is a diamond. This could change my life. This person can help me. This person of example here. Learning what this four-class system is about. Learning how to go through this process. This is a diamond for my life. It's not a rhinestone. It's not flash or cash or anything that is cheaply earned. This is a diamond, and it will stay with me forever. Point is, is, then they discovered the diamonds, and then when people discover them, of course, everybody wants to jump on board. I told recently I've got a good friend whose son is an excellent 14-year-old player. He's hunting for a Mr. Miyagi for his son. He's hunting for a uh, horse whisperer, a tennis whisper person that can give his son jewels and diamonds to hang on to. He's hunting for things for his son that the son will remember and not forget. Well, I said... You better get it done now because you're going to be counterfeited. You're, you, you have No, you're not going to be counterfeited, but there's going to be so many counterfeits out there. There's going to be rhinestones and cubic zirconiums out there trying to steal your son's interest. The minute that they see that he is a diamond, that he has potential, they're going to try to jump on and counterfeit what is around him. You have to search for diamonds. I search for diamonds everywhere. I, I search them for my children. They're in music. My daughter's in dance. My daughter, another daughter, runs, but not my son plays baseball. They play sports. We are. My wife is homeschooling the children, and it is unbelievable what they are learning and how fast they are growing. She is taught them the importance of diamond hunting and what the value of work is and what the value of going through things step by step by step and no cheap things. Camps for 44 summers. And the very first thing I would do on Sunday nights with youngsters is I would sit them down and I would tell them a story. I said, you know, I have a very good friend, Vince Van Gelderen. Now, Vince Van Gelderen was one of my Very top players, two-time All-American at Clemson, semifinals, NCAA doubles. He played on the tour. Fantastic man. He's from the Netherlands. Well, Vince told me that he had three academies there, and he told me a great story. He said he had a young man that started coming to train with him when he was 12 years old, and he would come three times a week by way of his mother or father driving him and a young man would ride over to the academy. He would go through his tennis lessons. They would pick him up. He would ride back with his mom or his dad. Well, the boy gets to be 15 three years into the program, and you've got to think three times a week, times uh, two times a week, three times a week, times 50 weeks. That's 150. Nearly 500 times he had been to training in this period of 12 13 and 14 years old with vince at 15 his parents said look we're tired of bringing you they bought him a moped and the young man drives off in his moped to try to go to tennis practice when he got to be 15 well you sort of know the story already don't you so the very first day he drives the moped, he shows up 25 minutes late, and Vince says to him, where have you been? Where have you been? And the young man says, well, I got lost. And Vince says, how can that be? You've been coming for three years, and you have been on time. How could this be that you get lost today? And the 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 young man said, well, my mom and dad always brought me. Huh. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Then said the most amazing thing was the next day he got there on time. He knew how to do it because his mom and his dad had let him go by himself and get lost one time. And there was a penalty for being lost. I don't know, maybe he made him run or something. But the point is, next time he got there on his own. But he had been there 500 times nearly in the back seat of his mom and dad's car. And why? He hadn't paid attention. So why do I say this to my campers when they come to my Clemson camp or my Citadel camps or my camps in Sumter, South Carolina or my camps around the state that I've run over the years? Well, I tell them, If your parents make out the workout sheet, if your coach tells you what to do all the time, and if other people direct you, whether it's your friend, family, or whoever, well, first time you have to do it on your own, you're going to get lost. So we do this when we pass out goal-setting sheets on the first night of camp and try to make that point. One of my former assistant coaches who used to Wilson Matthews actually Wilson told me that he used to go to my camps when he was a young man, and he said he always remembered that, and he always kept his notebook. And Wilson went on to get to play college tennis, and then he went on to – he was my assistant coach and a great one at that. And now he's working up in College Park, Maryland, as a teaching pro directing other youngsters, and I hope he's telling them that story. But the bottom line, you don't find diamonds if you rely on other people to find them for you. So diamond hunting, there's a lot to it. By now, all of you, as I've gone through this, have understood the analogies. I've never on my program ever preached that the shortcut way was a better way. I do not, by the way, feel that you have to put obstacles in front of yourself, and I do not believe that sometimes things are not going to be a little bit easier but the point being is that the tough lessons are the ones that you re- will remember. Those lessons, those messages that are tied to an emotional experience are the very best ones. You remember the, the emotional experience. I bet everybody has a memory of their grandpa or grandma or something. My grandfather, I still smell t- pipe tobacco anywhere I think of being in my grandpa's house. So it's gone back 30 or 40 years. The smell of oh oh, here's a good one the smell of analgesic balm oh my golly i would i running cross country when i was a youngster was so hard but i remember the smell of analgesic balm that before we would start the race i would almost get sick to my stomach it was so hard and uh the running was the best example that I could ever use for things that taught me how never to quit or try. So, you parents, get your kids running cross country. Get them running track. You youngsters, get out there and run and look. Tennis is a running sport. First of all, if you run, you become very, very good at it. So, I wanted to uh, talk about a few fundamentals. A few fundamentals of how to be the best diamond cut hunter that you can be probably 30 or 40 or 78 times on this program i've yet given the clarence mabry quote that the most important quality of a championship athlete tennis player or trackster or whatever is the hunger of an inquisitive mind the type of mind that hungers and looks for the answers that strives for the answers that finds the answers out on their own if you'll read the Talent Code, uh, Daniel Coyle, he talks about the myelin tissue development of the brain in the first chapter and how youngsters learn how to do things. They learn them by doing it over and over and over and over again. I went to, I took my daughter to her ballet class the last this last week a couple times, and I will tonight. But when my daughter goes into ballet, I love to watch what the teacher shows. I mean, they might spend 10 minutes going over one small move over and over and over and over again. Not robotically, but the point being is that until that muscle memory is there, until the youngster takes charge of it, until the youngster decides, I want to do this thing, I've got to figure out how the coach, the teacher, the dance instructor wants this. When I finally get it and I hunt for it and hunt for it and hunt for it, then I'll have a diamond in the result. But the tragedy that we go through now, all of us as parents are facing this dilemma that we have with the cell phones. And all of our kids have cell phones and they know how to run the computer a lot better than I do, a lot better than you do if you're a parent or coach out there. But the point is these cell phones deflect the deep practice, the deep concentration, the passion to learn something to where often it does not become a diamond in the end. You can capture rhinestones or even cubic zirconiums in information that you get. And look, folks, don't get me wrong. This cell phone's pretty cool that we can get information and, you know, find our way around and it gives us so many opportunities to do some things. But the damage is done if our youngsters do not learn how to fight and to dig and to scrap and to hunger for those things that they're looking for. So the worst thing we could ever do is just give our kids all the answers. The worst we could do is just give them all the solutions. Very, Daniel Coyle says that very often in the United States, we bring kids answers to their problems like a waiter brings food or a restaurant in a restaurant. We serve the kids like we are in a restaurant. We give them the answers. So they don't learn, they don't remember the answers. But most importantly, it is not tied with an emotional experience. So they do not understand the why, the meaning of. That solution, they don't understand the deeper, deeper meaning. I was uh, almost got an opportunity. It's, it's. I hope I still get the opportunity to go up and to talk about diamond hunters with one of my friends and his business sometime in the in the in the coming future. But he wanted me to talk about the disease of tweenerism that's going on. I, I think everybody likes that loaded language of tweenerism. Tweenerism. What's tweenerism? Being a tweener, an in, in-betweener. Well, I've told you the story before about how I learned of that with uh, the track athlete at Clemson and her workout that was too hard and, uh, Athletes dividing themselves up into four categories the whiners or the wimpies, the ones that laid out because they were a little bit injured, then the whiners, the ones that did the workout but they complained the whole time, then the weaners or the tweeners. This athlete, she was marvelous or great with her talk, just gave a great talk, but she said, I was an in betweener. I was the one that said, oh, let's just go get this over with. It's hard work, but let's just get it over with. She said, I didn't put my passion into what I was doing. She said, I didn't learn the real message that the three girls that said, this is my chance to train. I'm going to work hard again today. She said, I missed out on that opportunity. So, you've heard me talk about the wimpies, the whiners, the weaners, and then the real winners are the not the in betweeners, they're the real diamond hunters. They're the ones that hunt for the diamonds. But we have a disease of tweenerisms. I think this is our biggest thing we have to do as parents. We had a great program on, oh gosh, a month or two ago about. Coach Josh Goffey at University of South Carolina giving my team a great talk and going through what he called threshold moments that he had to do with his team uh, after matches. He said that he takes, uh, I hate to say takes away, that somebody would probably say, oh, that's cruel. No, his players never come onto the tennis court. They put – their cell phones in the locker before practice and an hour before matches so that the players actually go through the process of getting butterflies, being nervous about the match, being, having a little anxiety about the match, having the butterflies and then getting the butterflies to what? Fly in formation. If you want loaded language, get your butterflies to fly in formation. He says you don't do that when you're getting interrupted all the time or you're doing a Snapchat or a texting somebody. The second thing he said was that he said when you lose or when you win, the processing of that information is very, very important. Josh spoke about his match against TCU, the first time he ever got to play number one at Clemson, and he said he got taken to the cleaners. He lost six-two-six-one very quickly. And he talked, it's a great story about how he had to, at first he's embarrassed, then he's mad, then he's angry, and he goes through all of these emotions, and he said, but by the time he got back to the hotel, about an hour later, he had gone through and gone through these threshold moments for learning, by the way, threshold moments for learning are tied with emotional experiences. They're tied with emotional experiences. And with that, he went through the whole process and the whole story of how it was so, so critical for him to acknowledge those feelings, those emotions, and then think through, what do I do next? What is the next right thing? Do the next right thing. Do what's right. Do it Do it now. And daggone it, you you've got to move on with it. But he said that was so so critical. So the cell phones really can be a a really a hindrance to being a diamond hunter. The diamond hunter, the diamond hunters are the people that will use the threshold moments. Now again, you're hunting for diamonds. You're not hunting for rhinestone. So it's not about getting a win, getting a loss. If you truly are a diamond hunter, you are, what, working for mastery, working for understanding, working for knowledge, working for those things that will not go away, that will not crumble like a rhinestone when the going gets tough. You will work hard, and they. you will remember those things, those lessons that are, hard and well-earned lessons over a period of time over a period of time so being a tweener and in-betweener is not the way to go i don't care how many accomplishments it looks like you have on paper in the end it's only those accomplishments in your heart that stay with you everything else will blow away nothing else stays except those things that are on your heart and then if you give your heart to others, here's where I'm going with this. Then if you give your heart to others, you pass it on. All of the messages, all of the methods to setting goals, we, they're, they're, they are there. I've talked about ability, desire, opportunity so many times on this program that you need all of them. I've talked about finding those meat and potato motivators, whether it's financial reward, material reward. Appreciation, association, self-improvement, service to others. Which one of those six things motivates you? Hopefully you understand appreciation, association, service to others go a long, long way. We've talked often about getting to the place, going from compliance to commitment to inspired enthusiasm to actually locking your RAS or your reticular activating system in. Where you are hunting, you have a rage to master, as Daniel Coyle says in the talent code, a rage to master. We all know how to set your goals. We know about the fear of failure, fear of success, fear of, golly, the fear of success is a big one. It comes more in the cloaking of a fear of the responsibility of living up to that success. But we know those lessons and messages. We they're just canned in a lot of different ways. But I wanna I wanna leave you with something here today in our short program. In our short program today I want to leave you with this. Your last thing that you need to do the last thing that you need to remember is to Pass it on. The mentoring program, the three-tier mentoring program, everyone having a teacher, everyone having a student, everyone having a best friend that you hold accountable, that you hold them accountable, they hold you accountable. That is critical, critical, critical that you understand and recognize this, that that progression of having a teacher teach you, you have someone under you that you teach, and then having a best friend that holds you accountable. Your job is to pass it on at this stage in life, at any stage in life. But I want to give you a little bit more loaded language here, and then I want to make a few last remarks here. But in the loaded language, my mama, God bless her, what loaded language? She said, son, in your 20s you learn. 30s you invest your learning in your 40s you will start to reap the benefit and god will give you the results of your hard work usually 40s 50s but this is one more thing i'd like to add on after 60 folks you don't want to look like a burnout rock star looking for another gig you need to in your 60s pass it on to others You give it away. You pass it on. I would like to thank Betsy, our grandmother, our wonderful, wonderful person that she is passing on those diamonds, those diamonds to each and every one of us. They are true diamonds. They are true things of goodness that she has given her entire life. And regardless of what happens through this tough time everything she's given will be passed on again and, again and again and again and again and again and she's helped thousands and thousands of people whether she knows it or not but folks i around christmas time here the only thing i can say is that yes 20s 30s 40s 50s we go on great gangbusters we we become human doings instead of human beings a lot of times we lose our priority we worship our work work at our play and we play at our worship we worship our work work at our play and play at our worship and how imbecilic is that folks by the time we get to be 60 and we're in our 60s we got to give it back give it to someone else You've got to be a diamond hunter, but then you've got to be a diamond giver. Rhinestones don't last. Neither do cubic zirconiums. Neither does the flash, the cash. Help the youngster around you work for mastery, not for success, and then let's teach everyone to pass it on. The Is there any other way to do it? I don't think so. I'd like to say Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. God bless you, and uh, I'm thankful every day that I've gotten to do this program, every day I've gotten to work with young people. Pass it on. That's my Christmas message to y'all. God bless y'all. This is Coach Chuck Green in America. God bless y'all, and Merry Christmas. See you next week on American Tennis. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.